welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is greg scully from real wealth solutions welcome greg thank you rama pleasure to meet you appreciate the opportunity Thanks for being on the show. A little bit about Greg. Greg is a former small business owner and retired after a 20-year career with Frito-Lay. He has been investing in real estate since 2016. Currently, his portfolio consists of an ownership interest in over 150 units in Tennessee with a market value of 11 million. Greg has also participated in a land development project in South Carolina, a multifamily property in Indiana, and multiple active flips in the Tri-Cities area. Did that Greg would you like to add anything to your background? Not really. Fortunately, we did also just close a syndication outside of Wichita, Kansas, so I guess I need to update my uh, my resume a little bit, but yeah, that's just some very recent activity that has happened. Cool, cool. And so what is your thought process in selecting real estate and multifamily? Great. Thought processes we are still trying to be cash flow slash value add investors more focused on the long term hold so that's gotten a, a little more difficult with the compression of cap rates and increase in prices uh, but that was part of the attraction of coming down to the mid atlantic like i said we're getting a lot of attention now post covid with the population migration coming to this area so we've seen some pressure on prices and cap rates so the cash flow part of it is not what it used to be to be or harder to find at least but it is still possible in this area cool cool so would you share any of challenges you faced early stages of your multifamily journey biggest challenges was earlier in my career we were still living in Alaska we've only been in Tennessee uh, just short of 2 years now so being you know 3 and a half hours from Seattle let alone anywhere else in the country uh, made it difficult to do property tours things like that i focused more on the analysis and underwriting side of it kind of at a necessity i felt that was something that i could do from afar that ended up being my focus still today is kind and my strength in the multifamily process is on the analysis and underwriting cool and so what are your focus markets and what is the reason behind it Uh, we're still focused in central and eastern Tennessee, Chattanooga kind of east. We're also looking in the Carolinas, Kentucky and and Georgia. Kind of for the same reasons that brought me here to begin with, the the underlying fundamentals were pretty strong without the entry level pricing of of some of the more standard markets that you might see in Dallas Fort Worth or or San Francisco, or Phoenix things like that. We were still able to achieve uh, a combination of reasonable cash flow over the hold with a reasonable amount of appreciation on the exit so we really like that balanced approach prefer not to have all our eggs in one basket specifically the exit basket great great so what is our process of finding the deals 
We still largely rely on broker relationships. They have the majority of the deal flow. Done a little bit direct to seller outreach. Uh, we have failed to do it consistently. I think to be successful in going direct to seller, you need the systems to follow up one, two, three, four, maybe who knows how many times, not only via letter, but possibly email or text. And we've just never developed those systems to do that very well. It's something we're working on, but uh, with the broker relationships being local here, I think we've been able to develop some really good relationships. We are able to see at least things that are pre-marketed may not necessarily be completely off market, but uh, with the modest success that we've had so far, you know, we do have brokers reaching out to us and saying, Hey, we're going to take this to market here in the next few weeks. We know you guys are active in the area. If you want to preempt the full-blown marketing process for us and for the seller, you know, you may be able to come in and, and step in early and, and save everybody a bunch of time. So we're very appreciative of, of those kind of opportunities. But far and away, it is broker relationships for us still. Cool. And thanks for sharing that, Greg. So, and what is your business plan for recent acquisitions? Value add, there's still some kind of value add component. Everything that we have bought, uh, our most recent one outside of uh, Wichita, it's actually a newer build. It's a 99 build in very good shape. The business plan there is more of uh, an expense efficiency rather than a heavy rehab to push NOI. There is some room going up to market rates, but there was also some opportunity in that the property management was not as good as it could be. So, uh, you know, there's some efficiencies to be made there as well as some room in market rents. So it's not a heavy value add. It is more of an optimization play. The other stuff we have here locally is more of the typical value add where we are having to go in and do some significant, but not completely major renovations, a lot of surfaces, some upgrading of cabinets on a case by case basis. But I guess it would be what you would consider to be more of the bread and butter value you add of a 80s type product. Cool. And you also participated in a land development project in South Carolina. Would you share more about that project, Greg? Yeah. And that was a relationships thing. I was not very actively involved with it. I was involved on the equity side, providing some funds, but largely leaned on a partner that was doing home development, recognized the opportunity, reached out to some people, brought in some equity and been a while now. I think we may have had it in for a year or so, got some profit out of it. So it wasn't uh, very involved. It was uh, happy to work with somebody that knows what they're doing. Got it. How do you see the COVID impact on multifamily space? Fortunately for us, it has not been a tremendous impact. It, rents no longer were necessarily coming in on the 5th, but by the end of the month, we were well collected uh, across the portfolio. We actually were still able to achieve our pro forma rent increases and then some. So it made things for us a little more complicated as it did for everybody else. Long-term, at least in our portfolio, it seems like we have turned the corner. The 
recent extension of the CDC eviction moratorium. You know, there may be continued to be some lag on collections, but it has been relegated to just a few units across the portfolio. So personally speaking, I think we're fine. We got through the first year of the experience in good shape. And we're actually as our collections are as good as they've been for a year. Nationwide, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm only in a few markets. Uh, there's certainly some people that have been far more impacted than we have. So there may be some residual effects in certain markets. And I would expect that the eviction moratorium would be extended again. I think it'll take a little bit of time to, to clean some of the second and third level consequences of everything. Yep. Thanks for sharing that. And would you share any of your best apartment investing experience so far? Yeah, sure. It was uh, an opportunity to to work with an operator locally in the Knoxville area that is fully integrated. How it happened is my partner and I found a deal, well, had a deal brought to us by a broker that was not being fully marketed. It took a very long time to get under contract. I think we negotiated back and forth seven months before we got under contract. It was a mom and pop operator. They were experienced and fairly sophisticated, but had kind of rudimentary systems. It just wasn't very sophisticated property management, but they were successful and they held things very close to the chest. So it took us quite some time to get under contract. Once that had happened, we had a conversation with this operator and they were like, wow, you know, that sounds great. Maybe we could partner together. So we were planning on doing a syndication for it. As it happened, we were able to partner with uh, a well-established operator and did more of a joint venture. And uh, it's been smooth sailing ever since. So yeah, it's just a, a unique opportunity where a conversation led to a partnership and a far more complicated process got very simplified. Cool, cool. And would you share any of your challenging or worst experience in apartment? Yeah, the most challenging project is one we still have. It's actually under contract to sell. It's uh, a heavy lift in uh, Johnson City here. That paper looked like typical value add deal in reality after multiple contractor problems and delays with the city, a little bit of the COVID effect uh, became extremely challenging. So we decided to sell it before getting it completely through the rehab plan. Fortunately, we're under contract at a price that we're comfortable with. Uh, might make a few bucks. It wasn't what we thought it was going to be two years ago, but uh, I think anytime you're able to dispossess something yeah, I think uh, somehow last point is, so what kind of contracting issues, Greg? We had uh, a lot of deck work on the exteriors that needed to be done as they were coming to be completed. The It did not pass the city inspection because the contractor deviated from the architectural plans and had some aspects of it that simply were not to code. And rather than uh, working with us to find a solution, the contractor backed out. They canceled the contract and they pulled the permit with the city. So 
So at that point, we had to scramble and find other contractors to get it done. So burned a lot of time and a lot of capital. Yeah, those unfortunate things happen. We could have done a little bit better job on the due diligence side, vetting this particular operator. But uh, let's just say that is on our checklist now and very close to the top. Got it. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Sure. And what is your current forecast and share something you're excited about now, Craig? I'm just excited about uh, getting back into the market and, and touring properties, getting this Kansas City syndication closed, took a lot of time and attention. Simultaneously, we were getting that project under contract to sell. So there was not a lot of time to get into the market and look at property. So even just the past few days, we drove to Columbia, looked at some property there. We spent yesterday going up to uh, Bristol, Tennessee, looking at some property there. And I think we have a tour scheduled next week to tour some more properties. So I'm just excited to kind of get back to the acquisitions mode of things. That active part of the buy is fun. I enjoy it. So yeah, just getting out of the house, close the laptop and actually go see some property in person. Got it. So any one advice that impacted you, Greg? Specific advice uh, over the years, which is kind of just distilled down to being patient and being disciplined. I think I'm as guilty as anybody of occasionally chasing the shiny penny or seeing something that was like, wow, wouldn't that be neat? And getting better of reeling myself and focusing on the things that we do well and are very comfortable with where I think like that's, I think that's where you can add the most value is uh, being in the market that we buy in. You get a comfort level to, to act quickly or realize potential than if I was still trying to buy from out of state. So yeah, just leveraging your knowledge and being patient with the process is probably some of the best advice I've had. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Any one book that impacted your life and what way? There's a, it's a, I guess it's a children's book. It's The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. It's just a beautiful little book with a very basic moral about, about providing and giving. I, I still read that just for no particular reason. I, I think it's a great book. Uh, more business-wise, The Black Swan by Nassim Taleb kind of opened the door to something that I, I still find very interesting. It's just uh, more about the unknowns of, of what's going on, I think far more impactful than the things that we know. And that's a kind of an interesting twist to go down that, that, that I still read a lot about what is not revealed to us. Got it. So how are you giving back to community, Greg? Uh, my partner and I, we host a, a local meetup here in, in Johnson City. We do it every other week. I think we're about two years into that. So we provide some education, some insight, uh, bring in some speakers, just provide uh, a time to to network, uh, share resources. It did go virtually for about a year. We did just last week have our first fully in-person event again. So that was nice, getting back to some sense of, of normalcy with that. And then we also 
also do have uh, our own podcast. So uh, once we get together with uh, other investors or or people with the specific knowledge, that may be difficult for, you know, you can't know everything about everything. So we try and bring people in with specific knowledge to, to help increase your awareness of, of things that maybe you should be paying attention to. So yeah, just, just networking, being an open book, sharing resources. We very much believe that the pie is big enough. I don't feel like we're really competing with people when we're you know sharing what we know or, or broker's name or, or lender's name or anything like that. Awesome. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you, Craig? Uh, probably the best way, just check us out at our website, which is realwealth.solutions. I can be emailed from there at, uh, it's greg at realwealth.solutions. You can find me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, those are probably my two preferred messages. I've been recently spending more time on LinkedIn and pretty happy with the results there. Yeah, I'm trying to get more active over there. Awesome. And thank you, Craig. And thanks for uh, sharing your experiences. I really enjoyed the conversation. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate your time, Rama. Happy to do it. Thank you. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing. Thank you.